Betty Block is the founder and president of The Block Group. They're an organization helping women experts grow value and build exit-ready businesses. She is the author of Your Hidden Advantage. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, when I was growing up, my mom used to make these fabulous cookies. The whole house smelled good. It was warm. The cookies were gooey. And all my life, I watched my mom eat the broken cookies. But it wasn't until I was a teenager that I even thought to ask her, why do you only eat the broken cookies? Do they taste better? And she laughed and said, no, I eat the broken cookies so you can have the whole ones. And that memory came rushing back to me several years ago when I was struggling to put words around a really tricky pattern that I have seen in the decades that I've worked with women business owners. That that sense of a spirit of self-sacrifice that we saw in our role models, our moms and our grandmothers, we bring that right into our businesses. It's what I call the broken cookie effect. And it's when everyone around us, our staff, our families, our clients, everybody gets the whole cookie and we live on crumbs. And nowhere do I see that more acutely than when women exit their businesses. And there's so much doubt and fear. I mean, that's really the broken cookie effect in action because that doubt and fear and the mystery of what does it take to get exit ready. What does that really mean? And can I really let go of my business? Because for the women that I work with who are experts in their fields, largely in professional services, that's a really hard transition because you're actually transitioning part of your identity. And there's so much emotional and certainly logistical and practical stuff that's wrapped up in that. So that's the work that I do. That's what I'm super passionate about is helping women build wealth by unlocking the value that's inside their business. I love it. I love everything about that story. Well, not everything because it's, is it sad? Isn't the right emotion feeling sad for somebody that has a heart of gold, but not any gold in their pocket because they're so self-sacrificing. It's just something that needs to change. Well, we have to become aware of it first. And because it is so deeply ingrained in us, especially as women, that's really how we were raised as girls is you put everybody else first. And I'm not implying that you need to be selfish and always put yourself first. And that's not even possible for most of us. It's really about finding a balance between serving others and taking care of yourself. And in my view, that includes building wealth for yourself. I was literally just thinking about this similar idea this morning of it's okay to be self-sacrificing, but not at the cost of your self-reliance. And... I think that we all intellectually know that we're supposed to pay ourselves first when it comes to personal finance and money, but sounds easy does hard. And it's been, to your point, ingrained in, if it's been ingrained in you, whether you're a man or a woman, but more specifically women, since you were a child, it's tough to, tough to break out of that. 
It is. And that's one of the the pieces of the mission that I work towards is bringing awareness. And when I speak with a group of women and we're, let's say we're on a video conference and every woman is nodding her head because we've <laughs> all experienced that broken cookie effect and we've seen it in our role models. And that's the other challenge for women. We don't have many role models of women who have built their company and then sold it or transitioned. It, you don't necessarily have to sell your company, but there is value that you've built over the years. And so for many women, our business is our life's work. It is for me. And so it's really a shame to have to close the doors. And I've actually experienced that because in a former life, I was a political consultant and a lobbyist. And I all of a sudden, I'm 35 years old. I have three little kids at home, a thriving business, and a surprise divorce. And realized very quickly that, especially because the lobbying required a lot of travel, I needed to close my business. I had no clue that I could sell it. I had built it over eight years. It was, but I didn't know. I didn't know that I could sell it. I didn't have the first clue what to do or who to talk to. And so I ended up closing the doors. And to me, that's that's a crime that should not happen to other women. And again, it's part of why I've made that my mission because I've experienced that. And I, now since 2006, I have helped other women go through that transition, avoid the pitfalls because there are many especially for women. And uh, and sometimes, especially because the exit planning world and the selling your business world are very male dominated. And it's unfortunate that often women get taken advantage of and they sell their companies for a lot less than they should or could get. And they don't, they're not aware of all of those things that can cause problems for them, either in the moment or down the line. So again, I'm an advocate for women from the standpoint of, I don't want anyone to be damaged emotionally, financially, or to adversely affect your staff. And that is usually the number one thing that women tell me they care most about, even above the dollar amount, if they sell their company, they're much more focused on taking care of their staff, which again is part of the broken cookie effect. Right. So, so it's very circular and uh, no pun intended. And the idea is I want to raise awareness. I want to guide women so that they really can build wealth without being damaged in the process. So you have the very common experience of laying out the broken cookie effect, everybody on the call is like, yeah, totally get it. It makes sense to me. Is that usually enough to how to to pique their interest to engage in this process of here are the common pitfalls? Or how, how does that usually manifest or, or work out? Well, it's a great question. It does raise curiosity. And that's beneficial. And as a thought leader, I'm raising the visibility of this issue. So all of that is great. But 
I think what you're heading towards is how hard it is to change our behavior yeah, and to change the way we think. And because it's so deeply ingrained, and you're right, it is very difficult. And so when people ask me, what is the first step to start that transition journey? It is about the way you think and what you believe, good and bad. It's what you think that's limiting you, and it's what you believe that is part of your value set. And the first thing that I do when I'm working with a woman business owner is start developing their roadmap. And in that, we start with, what do you care most about? What do you want your life to look like before, during, and after this transition? Financially, as well as logistically. And all of the elements that they may not be thinking about because they don't have a crystal ball and they don't know what it looks like down the line. And through my experience and expertise, I've seen so many different scenarios and experienced all of the challenges. So mindset is definitely the first piece of it. And it doesn't mean you have to change what you believe. It means taking things that are limiting you and you may not even realize you believe a certain thing that's keeping you stuck. So we start with that. And then I do an analysis inside their business of their current business assets. Because one of the misunderstandings is if you get to a certain level of revenue, maybe then you're ready to sell your company. And that's really not the measurement to use. And every business owner knows revenue comes and goes. Revenue can be up one month and down the next. And because of that, that is not determining the value of your company. It's one of the factors, but it's not that on its own. So because of that, we need to see a broader picture. And you already have assets inside your business, but you may not realize it. I appreciate all that and the importance of getting my head right and recognizing that I am worthy. I've created something that is of immense value and I am deserving of getting paid exactly, not necessarily what I believe I'm worth today, but maybe a lot more than I'm potentially already thinking because I'm limiting myself. Um, and moving away from just focus on revenue because that goes up and it goes down. But in fact, there are more things inside my business that are assets that do drive the value. What are, what are some of those things? Well, it starts with your intellectual property. And especially because I deal with expertise-based businesses, if you've developed programs, if you've written a book, if you've um, trademarked anything or patented something. All of those things are assets. And we want to make sure that they are optimized. Sometimes when you mentioned at the beginning, I've written a book called Your Hidden Advantage. Sometimes as I'm talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, as I'm talking about the challenges that women face, I forget to talk about the book. I'm not showcasing it as much as I potentially could. And so those uh, bringing that to the owner's awareness of how you can optimize the assets you already have, and then how you can build other assets. 
certainly if you have physical assets, like if your company owns the office space, if you own a car, any vehicles, those are certainly assets. A buyer won't care about your computer equipment because now it's almost become disposable. But real assets and intangible assets are very valuable and we want to intentionally build those. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So being intentional about it, understanding awareness, realizing that it's possible, having a deeper appreciation and understanding for the assets and the value of your business. You go through that accounting, for lack of a better term, what are some of the other pitfalls that that are common for women? One of them that I hear frequently is a lot of women think they don't have anything to sell. So we start with that foundational belief that no one's going to value what I've built. And again, that is where you get really stuck. So that's part of the benefit of the analysis because I can show you exactly where the value is inside your business and what you can build upon, right? So that's one of the first things that is a problem. But the other thing is that that fear of letting go, understanding that this transition, <clears throat> excuse me, this transition is life-changing and trying to do it on your own with without somebody who's experienced and guiding you is really challenging. So that sense of I'm very alone, I don't know who to talk to, I don't know what advice to accept, that is really tricky. And not knowing who to trust, all of that keeps us very stuck. As you get further along in the process, one of the big pitfalls is, again, in this male-dominated industry, there, women think differently. We think differently. We operate differently. We tend to value certain things differently than men do. And so because of that, when you're dealing only with male advisors, they may not recognize that. And often there's a cookie cutter approach, pun intended. And there's a cookie cutter <laughs> approach to your exit strategy, to your succession planning, to the transaction itself, to all of those pieces. And I don't believe that. There's no cookie cutter answer for how you should or could exit your business. And we're all going to exit one day, whether it's voluntary or not. So if you plan ahead and future-proof your business so that you're building value every step of the way, then you have so many more choices. If you want to sell your company, you've positioned it to do so and to get great value from it. If you prefer not to sell, let's say you want to pass it on to your employees or a family member and perhaps not sell it. Those are all options. And there are all kinds of great ways to put those plans together. But if you're not aware of them and you think that your only option is closing the doors, which is exactly what I thought in my political consulting business, then you don't have choices and you just do what you think you're supposed to do. And meanwhile, you're missing out on all of those opportunities. And for a lot of men, 
they talk about, they think about, they are active in planning ahead. And for a lot of women, we're not. We're juggling a lot of things and we're very focused on the here and now. And that's part of the awareness that I want to raise. That makes sense. And I love all the puns. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, I don't know what the percentages are. I imagine for the general market, men and women, all different kinds of people that actually start and grow a business that's saleable or sellable, it's got to be pretty small. And then the percentage of women that start a business is going to be probably even smaller just because women, have, I don't believe, have been starting businesses for quite as long as men have. So there's a lot that goes into that. So the idea that it would be cookie cutter is just sounds silly to me because you're so unique and rare and the fact that you are able to accomplish this wonderful thing. So why wouldn't we tailor and put together the process that's going to be specifically for you? Exactly. And that is exactly the approach I take. Every owner is singular. And that requires a customized approach and every person cares about different things. Mm -hmm. So yes, it, it really cannot be cookie cutter. The transaction piece may not be that complex, but everything leading up to that transaction, it certainly is. And actually I can give you some of the statistics of the small businesses in the United States, only 30% successfully sell their company when they're ready to sell. And of that 30%, I think it's like 2% are women-owned businesses. So it is a tiny percentage. And what that means is 70% of business owners are left with no viable option when they're ready to leave their business. And sometimes it's not voluntary. Sometimes they have a health issue or a family member does. And why should your life's work? end with a tragedy and end with things out of your control. There are so many things out of our control. Let's control what we can. And the future of your business is something you can control. Well said. Patty, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage and where can they get their copy of Your Hidden Advantage? Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Your Hidden Advantage, you can find yourhiddenadvantage.com. And there are some bonuses there that are companion pieces to the book. So yourhiddenadvantage.com. If you'd like to see how ready you are for an exit, you can check out my exit readiness index at she-exits.com. Excellent. If you enjoyed as much as I did, show Patty your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. And certainly for all the business owners in your life and more certainly for all the women-owned businesses in your life, pick up your copy of Your Hidden Advantage at yourhiddenadvantage.com. And if you are a business owner, if you are a women, if you're a female that owns a business, go to she-exits.com and take that um, exit ready assessment, find out where you're doing great and maybe where some opportunities might be and engage in the process. Thanks again, Patty. Thank you. Till next time, remember, do your part by doing your best. <laughs>